You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome in, folks, here on Big Blue View's YouTube channel following yet another New York Giants loss. This time to the Los Angeles Chargers, 37 to 21, putting the Giants record at four and nine. I'm Joe Delia, joined by Chris Fum, and we are going to be discussing our takeaways from this game. Just a quick recap of some of the notable stats: Giants were outperformed in total yardage, 423 to 317, only through for 181 passing yards. Uh, did rush for 136. And the one thing that we're going to get to uh, on this discussion is the time of possession, which was 34 and 20 seconds for the Chargers compared to the Giants, 25 and 40. So, Chris, this was um, the I don't I don't know if I would say the low point, but it's pretty close to the low point of this season where you've got Michael Lennon in at quarterback um, who we didn't even think was going to start. Um, no Daniel Jones available. The expectations were pretty limited, and yet they still managed to go under those expectations. Uh, but overall, just a, like we've said so many times this year, just a messy, uninspired loss. Yeah. But this was, we keep saying, oh, this is the low point for the Giants, and they keep jackhammering through <laughs> that basement and building another sub basement. I mean, yeah. It, the loss to the Denver Broncos was bad. The loss to the Cowboys was bad. The loss to the Rams was bad. The loss to the Buccaneers was bad. This one, this was, this was as pathetic as any of those. And that's the only word I can come up for it. You know, I don't really want to hear about the Giants injuries. The Chargers were playing with two of their best players on the shelf. You know, they didn't have Derwin James. They didn't have Keenan Allen. Other, you know, I, I can't say the game would have been more lopsided with those guys, but you know they managed to soldier on without them. And you know the Giants got two of their better players back for this game. They got Kenny Galladay back. They got Sterling Shepard back. Uh, Saquon Barkley. We you know he appeared on the injury report. He played it. Yeah, their injuries and you know all those things that that doesn't excuse to me all the errors in execution that we saw. You know, like when you had Kenny Galladay having the ball just bounce off his hands, or Darius Slayton have the ball bounce off his hands. The Giants having procedural errors, uh, things looking confused out there. Like you know, we'll, we'll get to the trick plays in a minute. But it it was just, yeah. I as far as I'm concerned, this is a 37-7 loss, and it should be treated like it. Yeah, those 
final two touchdowns really were garbage time scores uh, in a situation where the Chargers and the the, the covered recovered onside kick too was because the Chargers were pulling up. They knew that they had the game in hand, that there wasn't really much else that they needed to do. Uh, and they knew that even if they gave up in those situations, that they still were going to win the football game. The big thing for me, Chris, and it feels like it's something that is becoming more and more of an issue, and it felt like it was the worst today, which was just a lack of effort. And I, you know, you probably will hear from Joe Judge denying that there was a lack of effort because he tries to be that type of a coach. But for me, I didn't see anything. I didn't see a whole lot of energy. I didn't see a whole lot of fight. It felt like, and I get it, they're, they're playing with uh, a backup quarterback who's not very good and missing some people. But at, at a certain point, if you look like you're not even coming out to fight and put up any effort, it's, it's disheartening, it's disappointing, and it, it sucks to be a fan trying to watch along as they put together whatever that performance was. I understand that the Chargers are a good football team, but we know that this team is capable of at least playing opposing teams closely with good defensive performances and maybe occasionally getting a few nice plays on offense. The thing for me last year, Chris, was that they were struggling, but you at least saw that they were grinding it out and that they were doing whatever they could to stay within some sort of striking distance uh, to a point where they turned it around midseason, ended up missing the playoffs just because of pure happenstance, but they were at least fighting, and I don't see anything like that this year. Nothing, not even an ounce of it. No, I mean what the the last two minutes of the half, I think, captured that perfectly. You know, the defense did have a nice stand. You know, they got that big booming sixty-three yard punt from Riley Dixon, and yeah, you know, we can talk about. Well, maybe we'll talk about the special teams tomorrow, but. Yeah, the de- the defense had a good stand to get a three and out and set the offense up with really great field position from the Chargers 41. Yeah, even Mark Schlereth said on, on the broadcast, when that happens, you have to assume you're at least getting three points out of it. And the Giants were only down by 10 at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have narrowed the gap, kept themselves in contention. Instead, the D- Giants take a minute total off the game clock to go three and out lose two yards and punt the ball 18 yards. Now I get it. Dixon was going for hang time to try to run as much off the clock as he could. But then, you know, that sets the chargers up on their 25 yard line, respectable field position. You figure, okay, the defense can step up here, get to halftime being down 10 and, you know, the de- that's not terrible considering the caliber of quarterback you're going against and just how much the defense was on the field in the first half. And then Herbert has that absolutely absurd throw, and the Giants get outscored again in the final two minutes of the first half. Yeah, it's it's not it's not even a joke anymore. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Yeah, and you mentioned that the time of possession, that was a, a driving force why this game was so lopsided. As I mentioned, 34-20 to 25-40. That is um, close to a 10-minute differential in time of possession. And I think had the Chargers not taken their foot off the pedal, it would have been closer to 15 minutes in, in that type of a difference because they really stopped putting any uh, aggressive effort forward. It was a mail it in. They put Chase Daniel in uh, for Christ's sake at the end of the game because they knew that, that things were perfectly handled. That for me was what really took the air out of this game is that there was not much coming from the offense after that first touchdown past Eli Penny. And then the defense, just as we always see, gets tired and more tired and they're just out there the whole freaking time. And that leads to them giving up big plays like the one we saw over the top that Justin Herbert threw for that long touchdown. A, an offense like that led by a quarterback back like that is going to take advantage of stuff like that when you allow a defense to be out there for way too long. And, and that's what it led to, I think, a lot of the, the, the crucial errors and the, just the gradual slow death of this Giants team. Yeah, the the Giants defense just could not, or I'm sorry, the Giants offense just could not sustain anything like a drive. Yeah, even when it would appear like they would almost sort of maybe start to get a little bit of traction, you'd have a a drop or yeah, you know, th- there weren't any weren't really any penalties this game, so that that was positive at least for the Giants. Mm-hmm. But you'd have it, you'd have a drop or. You know, the, you'd have a run that would get stuffed by a what was nominally a bad run defense, and they just wind up off schedule behind the chains, and then they just really could not make it up. And yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm completely 100 surprised that number one, Mike Davis didn't get an interception this game because <laughs> for some reason the Giants insisted on going after him even though it was not working, and number two that. It w- Glennon didn't throw an interception until the very end of the game. You know, like the play before that really long catch and run by Kyle Rudolph, that should have been picked off. You know, I, I am honestly amazed that that wasn't picked off. And it, it seemed like once the Chargers settled in, you know, the Giants couldn't get anything done. And then that just led to their defense being out there. It gave Justin Herbert way, way too many chances. And once they pretty much saw what the Giants were doing on defense, the game got easy for them. Yeah, certainly got easy for them. Uh, the other thing I want to hit on here, Chris, is that the the weird oddity that we now continue to see, which is all these goofy trick plays that just don't work. And then we have the fake punt on the weird part of the field that was airmailed by Riley Dixon. Like that to me screams desperation. That's not like what we were talking about last week when we were saying that Joe Judge, for some reason, chooses not to be aggressive in these situations where they're near or past the 50-yard line. It's fourth and short, and he chooses not to go for it or take a chance like that. That doesn't go in line with that. This is... um, pure questionable decision-making further exemplified because I don't know why they needed to do that there. And they were just so desperate at the point because they were down by so many points. They just said, screw it. Let's throw a fake with Riley Dixon and see if we pick it up. That to me was the 
um, I, uh, one of the daggers in this game where I'm just thinking like, what? why was that necessary? That wasn't going to get them back in the game. That just looks silly because they didn't complete it. Yeah, it, it, had, it stopped being fun. It stopped being funny. And it was just, like you said, silly. Like I, At one point, I was kind of wondering if Freddie Kitchens was still calling plays or if he'd been replaced by Coach Klein from the Waterboy, <laughs> you know, drawing up trick plays in his l- little red notebook there. Yeah, the, it, it, there were, what, three, four trick plays run? Like, when the Giants were flipping the ball back and forth in the backfield, like, you know, running a flea, fi- flea flicker, and uh, it's just... Uh, it, it's clear they can't run a normal offense. Right. And like you said, it just got to the point of desperation. Yeah, maybe they took entirely the wrong lesson from Andrew Thomas's touchdown or Daniel Jones getting that catch from Kadarius Tony against the Panthers. But it, cut it out. Just cut it out already. <laughs> yeah, play grown-up football. <laughs> yeah, that that's what a a four-win football team does where there's literally no signs of life and you're just throwing things in to throw things in because you hope that it will lead to some, even the iota of a positive result. Chris, last thing I just want to discuss before we wrap up, because there's really not a lot to uh, to talk about after that embarrassing performance. (laughs) Uh, I don't understand why the hell Mike Lennon was in as long as he was. I don't understand why at a certain point when it was clear that the Giants were not going to come back in this. Why we didn't get to see Jake Fromm. And I know that Jake Fromm is not going to be the future of this franchise, but I would have at least liked to have something to analyze and look at as a fan and somebody covering the team. But more so as a fan, I'd like to see what Jake Fromm is capable of doing because he has not really stepped in uh, into any real game action since he entered the league. He has some talent. At one point, he was considered to be an early draft pick, but tanked during the pre-draft process because of off-the-field stuff and and considering his personality and then also small hands and all that crap. But put him out there. I want to see what he could have done. I don't understand. And if Daniel Jones isn't available next week, start Jake Fromm. I don't need to see what Mike Lennon did again. I would rather watch Jake Fromm make the same mistakes and them only score... 17 points uh it it, then watch mike glennon do it i'd much rather see Fromm do it you know even if they start mike glennon if micah parsons keeps destroying quarterbacks like he is we might get to see Fromm anyway but (laughs) yeah i'm with you there is absolutely nothing to be gained by starting mike glennon at this point you know i don't want to i don't want to drag the guy but he is what he is and that is a backup quarterback he is a known quantity at this point Uh, maybe jake Fromm can be a developmental backup a guy like i don't know ryan nassib maybe who you you stick on the back of your roster maybe he is nick Foles or kevin cobb as you know a guy you develop behind your starter and then maybe eventually flip him for a pick or something or, you know, who knows at this point, but it can't really be worse. I mean, the, the Giants scored seven points when they were in contention. It, you, It doesn't get worse than that. What, do they, <laughs> are they just shut out completely, score, you know, maybe just kick a field goal? I mean, is that really worse? <laughs> yeah, the... <sighs> Not much worse than what what we saw could have really happened in that game, and you know we'll we'll take a look at the tape. I maybe we'll have a, a bit of a different discussion 
on our Tuesday show because uh, I don't really know how much there is to, to pick away from that, Chris. But folks, thanks for hopping in and, and listening to us uh, on this post-game live stream. We'll be coming back with uh, some interesting content this week. I definitely recommend, if you have not listened to it already on our audio feed, uh, we had a conversation with Mark Schofield talking about quarterbacks, possible replacements, and ways to move forward. Uh, if you want to check that out, that is on our podcast stream, so be sure to uh, find that, hit the subscribe button, leave a five-star review. Thank you, folks. We'll talk to you soon. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.